1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase.
1: Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com/acast. That's burrow.com/acast. burrow.com/acast.
0: Welcome to The Battlefield Show. I am Scott Gibson your commander-in-chief guiding you through the battlefield of life you know you're here for no more messing about stick the tape in hit the track onwards doing team episode 24 I believe eh almost a quarter quarter of a century almost just think when we started this podcast we were free you know like like free range hens we would we would roam the prairie of our lives now we're fucking we're battery hens man cooped up in a cage, you know? A few square meters. And all we've got for comfort and sustenance is, is good old fashioned home cooking. Huh? And every possible streaming service you can imagine. Netflix, got it. Amazon Prime, of course I've got it. Disney Plus, you're damn right. Disney Plus hasn't really lived up to the hype. I'm going to be honest with you, I I don't know what I was expecting from from Disney, but um, I was looking for a bit more, however I am enjoying the National Geographic channel as well, I never realised Disney had absorbed as much as they had into the, the Disney, let's say, family rather than camp, old Walt eh? The fucking the Nazis won in the end, eh? Anyway, um, it is day God knows of the current lockdown. Um, I don't even wear a watch anymore. I don't even wear a watch. That is how much time doesn't seem to exist anymore. Um, I was in a I was in a routine at the start of this kind of lockdown where I was still getting up about half, seven, eight o'clock and doing my normal day. And then after about two and a half, three weeks of this, I thought, what is the fucking point, man? Always been a night owl, always have been, always been awake uh, in the wee small hours. So, you know, you just got to give in sometimes to your body clock. There's no point in fighting these things, you know? But I hope you're well, I hope you're safe. that goes without saying, that it seems to be the new... Uh, Greeting uh, and and salutation that we now provide each other stay safe mate fucking stay safe we're as safe as can be you know I think we're at the point in the current situation where everyone's patience has been tested a wee bit I think the first two weeks it was a holiday uh, and now we're getting to the point where people are getting a wee bit strained I certainly am one of those people. And I think it's because I'm get I'm getting angry, right? The anger's coming back at just the sheer volume of people I'm constantly seeing. Now I am not out every single day. I'm out every day for my sanctioned government exercise. Um of of which, you know, <laughs> is nothing. I'm seeing cunts posting fucking Pictures up of their again technology man. You know sometimes people need to get fucking shot in the chest. Th- they will post the the map of their walking route just to show you uh, exactly how far they've gone, or indeed if there are any uh, serial killers or, or rapists out there. You know where their walk will be. People don't think about these things. Um, So the dog gets out, right? I take the dog out on a walk every day and then he'll get out two or three other times. And I've said this before, I'm lucky in that where we are in the kind of compound stroke complex, um, we have a, a, what would you call it? There's a building at the bottom of where the block of flats is built, right? So it's three block of flats in a kind of U, almost horse shape, horseshoe shape and uh, at the bottom of it is two big buildings, right, two bonds, one was a sugar bond, which is called the sugar bond, and another one is a kind of a newer building again, which I think was part of that old business when, you know, they used to sell slave ships to Leith and fucking fill it with sugar, right, or whatever it is they did, so I'm lucky in that we've got this kind of big car park area, which is now empty, and, um, underneath us, the the, the big blocks, there's, there's two underground levels of the car park as well, so what I'm saying is, dug, it's a big walk once a day, and then when I need to let him out, you know, for a quick peer of poo, uh, three or four other times in the day, there's space where I can go, right, so I'm lucky in, in that I can do that, because I know there are some people who are fucking stuck up a close, you know, like 14 floors up, I mean, th- this, I think, I hope, I mean, I don't know, you know, I hope is the right word, I hope that people are learning from this, right, I hope if you're, if you're one of the good eggs that listens to this podcast, I hope you're learning from it and I hope you're, you're actually starting to think about what is important in life because Outdoor Space, before was maybe, you know, I would say in my top 10 of things I would consider, now it's, it's top three, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, this is now starting to make me realise that I don't want to be in a city for much longer. You know, I don't want to be in a kind of city environment. And within the next couple of years, man, within the next five years, anyway, I want, I want out. I want out in the countryside again. I want space. I want peace. I want quiet. That's what's important. It's almost ironic that because we are so detached from being able to connect with other people, willy-nilly or as freely as we once did, that your natural assumption would be that people are craving that connection, when I think the reality is we're all craving our own space. We're all craving our own, I don't want to say safety, because it's not, not that I feel unsafe, but I certainly would feel a lot better if I had a, almost, I mean, again, compound's the wrong word, but if I, if I had a, you know, a wee cottage or a bit of land, that kind of setting, right, rural, away from the fucking centre of town, today, I had to go to the post office today, me and the missus were the post office, she had a load of orders to send out, also, you know what, I've never plugged it on the show before, store. my missus is an incredible graphic designer, um, some of the stuff she's got in there is absolutely amazing. Actually, one of her prints is the uh, inspiration behind the Duke tattoo. So, um, if you want to go and check out her stuff, Um So, she was going to the post office today. She had a load of prints and pin badges and stuff that she sells that she had to post off. And um, I went along to send out the, the Patreon pin badges as well. And, again, this, this is... Maybe only the... It's certainly only the second time that I've been to the post office since all of this started, right? And it's my my missus tends to go once a week um, to send out the orders. And that's probably what she did before unless something would come in and I would take it. But again, the day, walking down, which is a five, six-minute walk from where we are, I, I could not believe the volume of people. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that there was a queue... Outside the post office, I just, I just couldn't, I just can't comprehend it because as I'm, as I'm standing in this queue to go in, and I'm watching people, there is no way in hell that everybody who was on that street was making a, a necessary journey. No way. And that's where, that's where my anger is coming from, and it's not the anger of, you know, people are assholes or people are idiots because. This is the other thing in the situation we're in, whereas everybody now is having this message of hope and peace and, you know, let's just all love each other and be dead kind. Cunts were cunts before this started, right? And see, once this is all over, cunts will still be cunts. It doesn't just change overnight. Just because we're we're all suddenly experiencing this pandemic that people who were complete scumbags are now suddenly all on board with fucking, you know, one love, one piece, Not cunts are still cunts, perfectly example by the absolute horrible piece of shit that was in front of me in the fucking post office today, man. I, I just wish that there was some kind of death squad, right? Like The police are just disbanded and just a fucking a, a team of mercenaries is just brought in, you know, See, like, these guys you know, once the war's over and they've, they've, got a, they've got a taste of blood, right? They've perfected it. They've been out fucking shooting Afghani children for 10 years, right? They're not going to go back and sit in a Tesco fucking checkout line, right? So they go into, like, private security firms where they can go and fucking blow up oil fields, right? And fucking murder villages. These guys, bring them home, man, right? Bring them home, assemble a death squad. Now, for a police force of... I don't know what the police force is in Scotland, right? Say it's it's 20,000 officers for the whole of Scotland. If you were to bring these guys back, you could, the equivalent of a 20,000-strong police force could be governed by a six-man death squad unit, right? And they just go town to town, town to town, door to door, dealing with issues. And the issue is dealt with by the uh, red out the offence, and then they fucking put six bullets in your chest, right? And that's how it's dealt with. So I'm in the queue for the post office. And this woman, an old woman, right? And again, this idea that we need to really look after old people, the new, because they're vulnerable, you know? A lot of them are on their own, a lot of them are struggling, and we really need to think about old people. Can I just say that now, some of the most disgusting, vile, racist bastards I have ever met or ever encountered in my life have been pensioners. Let's no suddenly pretend that it's a fucking, every pensioner's like the sun out of the fucking Teletubbies, right? Just a beautiful, old, invalid going, oh, is he such a nice old man? I'm alright here, yeah, I'm just struggling. He's a fucking racist old bastard. So this old woman's in front of me. She makes a comment about uh the fact that the uh the people who are running the post office are uh are indian or pakistani i'm not i'm not sure which she makes a comment about that right And um, you can imagine the comment then she makes a comment about how slow it's going and then when she gets inside she's now in front of me and there's a lassie in front of her handing over her parcels whatever she's doing doing a bit of business as is her want because she's in the fucking queue no, it's, it's a one in one out situation. It's three people in the shop at the one time, and we're all spaced. We're all spaced out, right? So I come in and I, and I don't speak. I, I don't say a word when I'm in the shop Because right? I'm just, I'm, I'm enraged that I'm stuck behind this fucking old racist for However long. And uh, the lassie in front of her is doing her bits and pieces, and then I heard her say one of them, the guy asked where this was going at one of her parcels, and she said, um, she said a, a name or a town and the guy said where's that and she said Poland and then the woman pipes up oh for god's sake I might have known I might have fucking known No. I'd like to think that one at one stage we will get to a point where we are of such equal playing fields in life that someone could have just roundhouse kicked that old fucking racist in the jaw and we would have applauded like it was Thursday night at 8 o'clock because she was just a vile old woman man and the lassie was a young wee lassie she she never made a comment she just carried on with her stuff and then she left and she did that thing where the, the, the girl was done and normally you would move forward and the old woman just holds her ground you know you know that way like fucking really real racists do where it's subtle the race this is the thing people think that racists are you know oh you fucking dirty black bastard i'll see you you fucking white fucking devil that's no that's not a real racist that's somebody who uneducated brought up the wrong way is influenced by certain things the real racists you see them it's subtle you know the, the way she just held her ground and waited till the lassie had kind of parted. now she's long gone by this point, she's more than what you would class as the two metres fucking distance, but she just waits until she's right around the corner, and then makes the point of brushing the counter, before she puts her fucking wee parcel in, you know, and I just stood there going, this is the exact moment, when you should be able to press a button on your phone, you know, and the fucking death squad come in, and I just say, watch back the last three and a half minutes on that CCTV. And they watch it, they come in, and then four heavily armed men just take this wee woman away, put her against the wall, and fucking turn the chest one need. Just a disgusting old woman, man. Everybody's getting a bit strained, you know? Everybody's getting a bit strained. And now there's, there's talk, right? And again, I think that we've got to learn for this situation we're in. We've got to learn that not everything and this is again a stupid thing to even say, man, but not everything that you read online is real. You know? I, w- I would even go as far as to say the majority of stuff that you read online is bullshit. I'm sure many of you will have heard the, the rumours of everything's going to be back up and running by May the 4th. May the 4th! The fucking Jedis have came in and they fucking, they've beaten the virus, and we're free on May the 4th. We've got to accept that this year is written off, right? Just accept that. Accept that 2020 is a write-off. If we can somehow find it that the the lockdown is loosened, not lifted, I think it's going to be a stepped, you know, a stage process where people will return to work. Uh, and I think it will be working environments where there's maybe a, a, a cap on the number of people uh, within an area. So, for example, if you're in like a, a an open plan uh, call centre, say, as many of you are, I'm, I'm sure, they may limit the number of people who can be within a certain distance of each other things like factory work, I don't know if that will start back up again. You know, I think that it's they're going to have to think about how they reintroduce the working population back to work. I think there will then be a lot of discussions around businesses who have been operating efficiently, you know, in the last couple of weeks, months, where their workforce being at home, and how they start to address that going forward, whether they say, look, let's just fucking, everybody just works in the house, you know, or, or those who can work from home, continue work from home, how does that restructure exist, I think if you, I think if you get your hopes up, and thinking you're going to be sitting, in a beer garden in July, I think you're going to be, very disappointed, I cannot see, and it pains me to say it man, because I'm desperate to get back to gigging, I cannot see as being back to, gigs, pubs, nightclubs, bars, you know, theatre, cinema, restaurants. I cannot see that happening well into the end of the year. I really can't. I think that the last thing that will be lifted is the mass gatherings. So, 200 and above, you know, big comedy clubs, theatres, bars, that kind of thing. I think that's going to be the last thing that will be lifted. And, and, And even... Rightly so. People may be sceptical about returning to it. You know, I mean, I, I would think as well if everything was to get listed, lifted. Say May the fourth. You know, the bold Boris. He's recovered. You see, he's had these fucking stenting the NHS. That's your chance as well. You know, I, I mean, that you've been met by the fucking devil, right? That that's it. if you are a nurse who looked after Boris Johnson, you you have been face to face with the devil. You know? This is a this is a man who, regardless of what your political opinion is, right, and you, you may argue that Boris Johnson and some people in the current Tory setup are probably the, the lefty of the Tory regime are trying to bring the party back to centre. Again, I am not here the now to dispute that. But you certainly have a man who is the face and the head of a party who has refused Not only wage increases for NHS staff, increase in numbers, increase in working conditions, and even in the current situation with the pandemic, refuse to offer the correct equipment required to protect themselves on a day-to-day basis. And you're telling me not one of them fucking, just fucking choked, down, just put a pillow over his face. and they'll say very professional you know we're very professional and we will treat anyone who, who comes through the door I don't know man maybe with uh, let's just say if Boris Johnson had emerged from the, uh, the hospital where he was treated missing an ear right or, or a severed hand I would not have been surprised let's put it that way but he's back you know and and i think that if we if we think that he is then going to lift everything again on may the 4th and say it's back to normal i don't think that's going to happen and like i was saying i i think a lot of people will be skeptical of returning straight away there will be a huge group there will be a, a vast number of population who soon as the you know the the, the lockdown i don't even know what call it caught i don't want to call it a ban because it's not a ban right but the 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 climate that we find ourselves in as soon as that is lifted and it's returned to some kind of normality there will be a vast number of people who will rush to a pub who will rush to a gig to a restaurant to a bar to a nightclub whatever because they they need to be around people they want to have that sensation again that feeling and i understand that but there will be a lot of people who who are skeptical you know it's it's a fucking it's a mental mental situation, man, that we find ourselves in. But who knows? One thing as well. I mean, obviously, I'd never go to a doctor, right? Because I'm I'm scared of doctors. I'm a, I'm a fat person. Right? It's not it's not a natural safe habitat for a fat person to be in a doctor's, you know. Especially in this situation, they must be looking for bodies to to do clinical tests on, you know. I imagine if a, if a fat person was to go into a GP surgery, the new you, you'd fucking disappear through a trapdoor. But I have been. Doing shits that can only be described as biblical. That's the only way I can describe it. Biblical. No, I'm a big boy, I'm a big unit, right? I have a a, a meat-heavy diet, I've returned to, to a protein-enriched diet. But some of these shakes, man, holy fucking moly. I don't know what's going on in my guts. I'm glad I've been fantasising a lot about being back in Amsterdam and, and being in lockdown there and quarantined and the amazing wee flat we had and going to the wee bakers, you know, and getting a wee fucking croissant and a coffee and some mushrooms. Do you not think this situation would just be made a lot better if we were all in mushrooms? You know? Maybe this is just a glitch in the matrix. Who knows? huh? Eh? Have we all seen the uh I'm sure you would have seen the the meme, the image, the mimi as uh Lee calls it. Commenting that uh, drug dealers are, are dressing up as joggers. I mean most of them dressed like as joggers anyway, um and going room to, to deliver deliver the goodies during lockdown. I saw the other day that some guy get found with fifty seven grand's worth of coke on him. Now that's a lot of fucking coke, man. That's a lot of coke, and this was in a, in a flat, and a, this was on his possession, on his body. Like some kind of human mule. I mean, how many fucking deliveries is he doing? These are the type of people, these are the, the entrepreneurs that should be running the country, you know? I'm trying to order something other day on Amazon that's going, we can get it to you by the 26th of April. That's not fucking good to me. But you're telling me if I was ordering fucking two bags of gear, some guy can get it here in half an hour. This is the type of service that, that we need in these difficult times. You know? I don't need some fucking fat bastard in the transit telling me that he's trying to make a delivery when he has to, because he can't be asking out his van. I need the fucking, the dealers, man. I need the young dealers. Right? Head to head Adidas who can get me my parcels like that as long as I buy a bag of them. That's fine. That's fine. You know? A wee bump gets you through the day. Maybe that's what we all need. Maybe we all need a strong coffee and a bump to get us through the day. The diet, the diet has gone to shit, man. The diet has gone to shit and, uh it's got to be addressed. Joe Wicks is not the answer, right? He's not the answer. I can't take a man serious. It's the hair. It's the hair and it's the the pitch of the voice. I can't take a man serious, right? I'm sure many of you, uh, as I am, I'm being bombarded with uh, home gym equipment, you know? Seems to be, um, when I was a younger gentleman, the home gym was a, a sturdy bench and uh, free weights, right? Like fucking prison yard style. Okay, I'm sure there wasn't a, a young man in the country who didn't have at least one dumbbell in his bedroom. Um, that when you would come in pissed, you'd stub your toe on and you'd scream the fucking Houston. You know, are you fast? But now home gyms seem to be fucking rubber bands, rubber bands, and some kind of fucking plastic push-up bench thing or something. I watched I watched a video the other day on, on Instagram, right, and I, at first I didn't really know what was happening. I did some fucking toilet waste tap-off, you know, the, the, wee, the wee V, right, muscles and tap-off muscles. First of all, a, a man with a physique does not require a home gym. And then he clipped some kind of fucking hook, that you'd maybe hang a dressing gown on, if you will, on the top of the door, and then proceeds to use his uh, his wee rubber bands to do. Can I have a chest press, right? I I can't be fucked with that. I really can't. I, I know that what people are having to adapt to, to a new situation they're in, where they're effectively having to exist in the house. But I'm I'm a I'm a few steps off. Paying 80 quid to fucking stretch a rubber band over the back of my door in order to try and work on my man tits. So I think we we'll need to increase the walks. I think that's what we need to do. Um I'm on my one a day, I know the missus is very strict. A couple of times I've I've gone to go out for a second time, she's like, Don't you fucking tell your bastard? So and again today, man, we've got because of where I am, Underground car park, right? because any of this kind of bit, Um, at the weekends, nobody's in it, because it's for the offices, right, and maybe two weeks ago, right, maybe two weeks ago, I was coming down, uh, late afternoon, let a tour manager out for a pee, and as I came out of my lift, into the underground car park here, there's two electric gates, which closes the residence off, from what is the office parking, kind of day to day, and there was a police car, uh, at the other side of the gate, and I thought, oh, oh, who's this then? And uh did my nosy, as you do. Uh, a couple of young bams, right, um, who have been coming down at that point in the last couple of days, smoking a joint, um, just been wee dicks, right? Just been wee dicks. So, because it's a lockdown, you're not meant to be out, they're getting lifted by the pause, right? And uh, now that they get booked, and from what I can gather at that point, there was no fines in there, there was no discussion of fines. Lo and behold, out again day, same time, late afternoon, letting the wee man out for a pee, and the same two boys are back in the same fucking place, and it's the same fucking polis, I've got them again. And now they're getting on the spot fines, right? Now I don't know if it was 50 quid or whatever it was, I just heard the wee guy going, I can't fucking pay that. It's just, it, everything's harping into the idea that nobody is taking this serious. Now, I know that you're maybe listening. To that and you're going, big man. You're wrong. We are taking it serious. We are taking it serious, right? But there's a large fucking group of the population that's still only on board with us. And whether you, whether you agree that something's happening, whether you're a conspiracy theorist and you think this, it's all mind control, mate. It's all fucking five G. That's what it is. It's the fucking Chinese, mate. They try to make us all eat bat soup. Whatever you believe, right, this is the perfect, I just think back to my brother, when my brother was young, he was a fucking arsehole, right, my mother would say to him, be in this house for nine o'clock, and he'd be like, oh my pals get you stay to stay out till half ten, be in this fucking house for nine o'clock, no, he would come in at five past nine, he would come in at quarter past nine, he would phone the house at like a minute to nine going, oh you'll never believe it's happened, er, uh, a fucking junkie stole my bike and a seagull came down and stole my shoes off me. And he'd be in the house at 20 past nine, right? No, I would get the same when I was young, be in the house for nine o'clock. But mother, my friends are out till 10.30. Be in the house for nine o'clock. So I was in the house for nine o'clock. Now I'd come in, I wasn't happy about it. You know, I'd get a bottle of pop or whatever I had in the fridge and I'd storm upstairs and play my fucking SNES, right? Or my N64. Wasn't happy about it, but I did it. And I did it for about three months, and then the bold mags would go because you've been coming in at nine o'clock, and you've been proving that you can do what you're told. You can stay out to fucking half ten, and you blah zippity do, da mother. No, my brother never understood this concept of doing what he was told when he was told to prove that he's not a fucking ball bag. No, I am not for one minute suggesting that the situation isn't real or it isn't, it isn't a difficult situation we're in, but I think when it comes down to relaxing the lockdown and returning to normal, this is just prolonging it because people aren't fucking listening. And the sooner cunts are just staying in the house, the sooner the numbers start to reduce and it all ends. It's now become a thing where I think personally people are just seeing the numbers and we're just we're, we're seeing these numbers of deaths every day, and it's new we've become immune to it, You need to remember these are people. These are people who have lost their life. Right? Every day you're like 892, 514, 761. You're like, oh my god, man, it's up today, but it was doing yesterday. This is these this isn't the lottery numbers. These are actual people who have died because of this virus. I just wanted the house, mate. I just want a gig, that's all I did. I just want a fucking day of gig, man. I'm trying to think when the last, when the last gig that I had now. I mean, the last big gig was the, the show in, in uh, Classic Grand, which was, which was great, when I think back about it, was great, I was so fucking nervous that night, man. Again, I do this every year, like, I, I don't know if I've spoken about this before or not, when I, when I write a show, I never test anything. Anybody who's ever came to see my shows over the years... Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say to people before it, because I think that, unless you know me, or you've been to see me before, I, I think you'd be nervous about it, you know, but like, I don't, I don't workshop any material, I don't test any material out, I, I have ideas in my head, and I let it, you know, fill my head, and permeate, and grow, and, and naturally take, take its course, and then, about a week before the date of the first show, I will sit down and I'll start to take bullet points and I'll start to take notes of what I want to talk about it, but the first time that I talk it through will be that night on stage. Now, that idea to a lot of comics is fucking horrifying, but that's just how I work. Everybody works differently. Some people will work shows three, four, five months, six months at a time, work it, work it, work it, work it, and then they'll, they'll get to a point where they, you know, they, they bring it down and they, they go and talk about it. I, I do it differently. I have some ideas. I get it into bullet point form and I go, right, there's maybe two hours in there. I go on stage. I talk for an hour and a half to two hours and then we knock it into shape. That's that's how I do it. That's how I've always done it. Um, So that's probably the last big gig. And and it's been, this kind of, April's been shit, man, because I had five tour dates in for April. Or, four tour dates and then a, a big private gig that's obviously all been cancelled, you know. So, that's been a tough one, man, because I was looking forward to doing them. Um, but hopefully we get back soon. Hopefully we get back soon. We're rearranging some dates and trying to get them on sale. And then the worry is as well, you go, you go, fucking hell, are we going to be back there? Are you, are you tempting fate by putting stuff on in like September, October, you know? Who knows, man? Who knows? Um. I've got some questions. Um, let's let's do that. Let's take take a look at some questions. Um, I should say as well. This is uh, this is is it? Let's just check here. The Wednesday fifteenth. This is going out. Um, Wednesday night. We're doing the quiz again, man. Uh, quiz number four. Um, thanks to everybody who played along for the last one. Um, it was probably the best questions a bit easier i'm realizing now a lot of you are high school leavers at 14 and a uh, slight slight uh retarded a lot of you so easier questions good music round. um i understand here was me thinking people want to be challenged in this difficult time you want to have the old gray matter tested so you're not walking out your bunker like a fucking idiot but no people enjoy the the feeling of look oh, at that one right so that's where we're pitching the quiz now. Um, if you want to play along tonight, uh, Wednesday the 15th, and I hope you do, 8.30 on Facebook, on the Facebook page, which is uh, Scott Gibson Comedy. Um, if you don't already like the page now, there, is, there must be a couple of thousand people who have got invites to the page, who have viewed the page, commented. Um, if you've got an invite for it, just an invite. Yeah, if you got an invite, just fucking like the page, man, Right. Um, if you've got friends or family, it's a good wee thing to do to play along. Breaks up the week. Um, so eight thirty it starts on my Facebook page. Um, if you've got friends or family you want to play along with, uh, if they can't find it, just jump on it at eight thirty. Stick their names in the comments. They'll get a wee ping, and then they can play along. Um, we usually don't get going until about twenty two anyway. So the first ten minutes is about a bit of chat and getting set up. So. If you want to do that, then play along uh, tonight, Wednesday the 15th, 8.30 on Facebook. Um, what else? Normally we would plug some stuff, but there's nothing really to plug. Um, go on the website, links to all the podcast episodes are there. Hashtag show is still running, it's out as well. There's uh, episodes dropping on that, quite regular now. Um, the the other show I do, Malok Ali. So if you want to listen to him, do it. And uh, fucking, hey, get in band camp, you know, buy the album, five quid. Eh? Huh? Oh, fucking share the podcast, man. Let's let's grow the numbers. Um, and like I said, uh, badges went out this week to the four star generals on the Patreon. So you should be getting them very soon. Um, and if you're not already a patron, then please do consider signing up. Um, you will get a whole load of extra. You get another weekly episode for patrons only that drops every single Friday. And there's a whole load of other goodies that'll get um sent out to patrons as well uh, and there's a chance for you to get free tickets uh to gigs um once the world is back to normal so get in the website click the links to that or go to patreon.com forward slash big scott gibson and fucking sign up plus also you know let's just be honest we've got fuck all money right there's nothing coming in man the diary is busted in the arse And this idea of people going like, but don't you, the government said that they're going to give, you know, freelancers and self-employed people, don't, listen, see unless you are self-employed, you've no idea, so suck my fat dick, right, get on Patreon, that's what you do, support your da, become a patron, for as little as five dollars, you cheeky cunt, let's take a look at some questions. Andy Rodden on the Facebook page, Andy has asked, what's your best sunny episode and why? Always sunny in Philadelphia, um, Andy, yeah, you're a legend, son, I mean, I've been watching the US office, right, and I, I'm enjoying it, I have enjoyed it, uh, I've been ploughing through it, that so far has been my, kinda, my quarantine watch, and I'm um, on the ninth series there is only nine, and now I'm not enjoying it. I'll be honest, I'm not enjoying it now. I'm just, I've came so far, I can't stop now. So I'm dragging my carcass over the line. That's the situation we're in with The Office, right? But it, if anything, it's only made me appreciate Always Sunny even more. Because it's, it's just, it's the best, it's the best sitcom there is. And see if you don't like Always Sunny you're wrong, right, there's not a lot in life that is black and white, yes or no, you know, there's always a grey area, there's always a middle road where opposite sides can meet, but no, when it comes to Always Sunny, if you don't like it, you're a fucking idiot, and that's all I can say, favourite episodes, anything where Charlie sings, right, <laughs> Charlie Day, one of the creators, um, co-creators, he's, he very rarely posts much on Instagram or social media, but when he does, his wee videos of him singing a brown, he's just kind of amazing. There's nothing... I enjoy certain types of comedy. I think I'm more drawn to the comedy I can't do. I like the clowns. I like musical comedy. So the stuff that's kind of opposite to me, that's not saying I don't enjoy a good storyteller. I mean, come on, who fucking Disney, you know? But I like I like musical comedy, and I, I like it when they're real musicians. I think that's the difference. I think when it's a musical comedian, and they're just playing chords, and singing a funny wee song, because I'm a fucking dafty. I'm not really into that, but when, when you can tell that they are incredible music- Bill Bailey, for example, right? I fucking love Bill Bailey. Now, I, I have issues with him, because he doesn't swear, right? And normally if an act doesn't swear and what i mean by that is if they intentionally decide not to swear then i am turned off by that because that to me and again everyone's different on it my take on it is in this is this is a performance rather than me understanding who you are now i swear a lot i swear a lot in real life I swear a lot on stage because that is my natural vernacular, right? My my natural tongue for cunts that don't know what vernacular is. I'm not saying I want every second word to be cunt or fuck or bastard, but if you make the conscious decision never to have a sweary word in your set, you know, because you're trying to appeal to a certain audience or you want to be a certain way or you want to be a fucking this, or that or the next thing, I think that's then it's false. It's not a real reflection. You can... Not most of us, you know, you, you maybe throw a wee word never and again. We, we we all speak in a certain way, and I, and I want to hear that natural dialect in your in your performance. And when it comes to musical comedy musicians, I want them to be musicians first. I want to know that they can go into a fucking heavy power solo on the keyboard. And so the episodes when Charlie sings, the one that springs to mind is when they're trying to get the uh, the is it the. The reward for the an award for the pub. And they get the guys to come along and they put on the night and then he sings that we sung, go fuck yourself. And it's just beautiful, man. Oh obviously everybody knows the fucking The Night Man Cometh. Day man. Ah Fighter of the Night Man. Ha ah. ha If you if you've never watched Always Sunny, you need to watch it, man. And I know some people put it on and they they watch a couple of episodes in the first season and they think, this is fucking shit. And again, you're wrong, man. You've got to get into it. And I'm telling you, see by... By the time you finish that first series, halfway through the second series, you will be in love with these people. They're amazing. They're just... It's just great characters. Great fucking show. There, There is something about a sitcom that the Americans do better than anyone else. And I don't know if it's because their budgets are astronomically bigger than what you would find in in British television I mean you can't even comprehend the, the money that is being spent on these things right, you will have sitcoms that are being made in the UK now and an American sitcom will spend a whole series budget for what would be a UK sitcom on one episode right and that's not to say that more money makes it better but it certainly gives it a, a feel, an American feel, whether that's production value, whether that's just the the time that's gone into the writing, you know, it, there's just such a difference, everything that we seem to do here, because it's on a shoestring budget, a lot of it feels very cheap, especially in BBC Scotland, and I was thinking the other day, think of the amazing number of sitcoms and pilots and, scripts and plays are being written just now by incredibly talented people and then the other side you're going none of them will ever be fucking made they won't many of them if not all will never see the fucking light of day because the way comedy industry and arts industry is structured in this country it's fucking disgraceful but the americans do it well and they do it right and when they get a sitcom it's it's fucking gold man and always sunny is is one of the best, I'm trying to think, I can't remember the episode now, but there's a bit in it, where they're trying to tell, Charlie that he's he's on a date, with this woman right, and again if you've never seen it, you don't really understand that his thing is cheese, he's always eating cheese, and they say, oh you been eating cheese, you smell like cheese, And anyway so just watch it right, but they're trying to tell him, he's a philanthropist, <laughs> I'm laughing, so the, he's trying to, he's obviously playing a character right, to meet this woman, and the cat explain is that he's a philanthropist and she says to him, What is it you do? And he says I'm a full on rapist. <laughs> I'm a full on rapist instead of a philanthropist. And the very first time I heard that, I I was in bit I was on the ground, man. I was in fucking tears. Some of the lines in it are just are just beautiful. I watch because I've been watching The Office, right? If ever I watch a programme, then I'll watch some stuff online about it and try to find out a little bit more about it. And one thing that I think you get from Always Sunny and the US office, um, I'd watched an interview with one of the directors from the US office and they have quite a lot of directors that kind of turn over. But one of the things they're looking for is that actors have either an improv background or a strong basis in improv or at least an understanding of improv, right? improvised comedy and you get that in sunny when you watch some of the bloopers and you see like there's no real the the script is almost like a a, a guide you know and as long as you don't stray too far from that guide then it's 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 free reign it's not as if they're stopping going right you've actually said can you go to the shops and the line is actually can you go to the shop so if we can run that again okay positions everyone at that length and up to speed and action it's none of that bollocks right it's a bit more freedom it's a bit more give and and then you start to get beautiful one-liners that when actors are in a situation where they're comfortable with each other it allows that creative process to, to flow and you get that from when you watch some of the blooper stuff, you know, and you, you see how the lines change over time, you try and get them through it. Good question, Andy, man. If you've never watched Always Sunny, watch it. It's just, it's, it's honestly, it's fucking brilliant. And um, if you watch and you think it's shit, watch some more of it, because you'll get it in the end. It may just take you a wee bit of time you actually understand it, but it's fucking gold, man. Andy, I hope you're well, mate. Um, thanks for the question Andy asked that on Facebook as I said it's uh, Scott Gibson Comedy on Facebook Instagram and Twitter as well search at Big Scott Gibson you should be following all those socials but now you're fucking ball bags and if you're not have a fucking word with yourself um, David Spears uh, has asked if you could breed two animals together to define the laws of nature what new animal would you create for example a shark bee a tiger snail and why a tiger snail, Davey? Fucking hell. Um, what two animals would I breed to defy the laws of nature? I have absolutely no idea. Obviously, with the uh, Carol fucking Baskins and everyone's mind at the moment, you're going to have to go tiger something. You know? Now, the big question is, why are we breeding this animal? Is it for defence? Is it to be trained as some kind of a weapon? You know? Or is it more of a, a kind of a new breed of dog? Yeah, every every dog's had its day. You know, pugs are are old news. There was a time when you couldn't fucking move for pugs. They were on everything and they were everywhere. Every fucking hipster cunt had a pug. No people with pugs, uh, they're, they're embarrassed by them. You know, uh, it's the they used to think they were they were cool and trendy, and now it's just a fucking deflated whoopee cushion, snorting and farting its way through life, and the other day and is waking up every day in a panic, is this the day it finally deflates? You know? Sausage dogs, eh? Sausage dogs were the fucking hot potato. Every bastard had a sausage dog. You know, I still see them every and again right but it's more it's more retro sausage dogs old school actual sausage dogs big long ones right the way a fucking dachshund was meant to be built none of these wee tiny fucking miniature ones that cunts can put in their pocket and take pictures of frenchies is that the new one french bulldog is that the new fucking hipster dog? let's see about a lot of them kicking about any any dog that's over 500 quid i suppose is a trendy one you know you, need, you just need to get down the jail and break them out if you want a dog that's it if you want a dog you get down to the fucking dog jail and you say I want him and you break a gun out of there what would I mix with a tiger um Davy, Davy, Davy. I'm going to say in the current situation right I'm going to be looking for something that is defence and attack so, I'm going to be creating some kind of weaponry, okay? And for that, I'm going to cross a tiger and a badger. Now, hear me out, right? You may be thinking to yourself, big man, surely you'd go elephant, grizzly bear, something with size, right? But here's the thing with everybody being at home during the day, I think nighttime attacks. Are going to be the situation, right? I think you're going to be you're going to see a lot more people uh, moving in the shadows, right? If you will, so I think if you were to take the nighttime sonar capability of a badger and mix that with the sheer ferocity uh, and power of a tiger, you're looking at the ultimate fight machine, right? Badgers, uh, famously blind. Uh, enjoy mashed potato, as we are aware, um, so easy to control, I, I would take those elements of the badger, and I'd make sure they're heavily uh, bred, with the DNA of the tiger, so, did make sure it's got a bowl of water, and a mound of mashed potato, uh, on the, the veranda, Right, cover your veranda and mashed potato, so your tiger badger, uh, your, your tadger, if you will, is, um, fed and watered, okay mashed potato, uh, no doesn't cost a lot, Uh, you can use smash, Uh, a a tadger will to know if it's instant mashed potato you know, tadgers very unfussy animals Uh, you're not going to feed your tadger and then your tadger will say (laughs) your tadger's going to say that isn't a real mash you know, there's no butter in there where's the cream, Uh, a tadger will simply say yum 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 Mashed Potato. So we've covered the basis, right? We've covered uh, the name. It's a tajur, which is a cross between a tiger and a badger. A tajur. And we're feeding it mashed potato uh, because the the badger DNA is uh, is prominent in the uh, the belly of the beast. Um, with the, the badger's sonar and the tiger's ability to stalk uh, its prey, no cunt is attacking the compound. Day or night, you know, during the day, it's a, a visible deterrent. You know, somebody's going to walk past your house, uh, they're maybe going to want to go inside and fuck with the zombies. You know, and they're going to say, Wait a minute, uh, is that mashed potato? And they'll be like, It is, John. They'll go, Oh, there might be a Tadger in here. And then next minute, the fucking Tadger comes in like, Jesus Christ, a Tadger, and they're off, you know. Uh, and then at night time, when everyone's asleep, uh, the Tadger, uh, is uh, alert. Uh, on the veranda, scanning the area, for any possible threats, or attacks, against its masters, and it can use its, uh, its, the badger sense, of its, its tadger, upbringing, to, you know, to look in the shadows, and then when the time comes, fucking slice the cunt's throat, you know, so, I think we're going to go, with a, with a defense tool, Davey, that's what we're going to breed, and we're going to go, we're going to go tiger, and Badger to create a Tadger and I think I think that's what everybody, everybody needs a Tadger David. you know as my granny once said look after your Tadger son and your Tadger will look after you uh, she was an alcoholic that woman but we loved her dearly <laughs> so I hope, I hope that answers the question David. Tadger um Douglas Alexander. Douglas um has asked, given that it's looking more and more likely that there could be no live sports music or comedy before the end of the year, would you consider doing a new material night over Skype or Zoom to get a live audience? Could be total carnage or the shape of things to come. Right now, Douglas, um I don't think I would I don't think I'd be doing any new material over Skype or Zoom or you know Facebook Live or YouTube Live that kind of thing. Um, I I just don't I just don't think it I don't think comedy lends itself well to this kind of format uh, mate but you know uh, I could I could be wrong I I think that certain types um, I stand up work work well in it. like I said before, music stuff, maybe more clowns, Um, but the kind of straightforward stand-up, it's, uh, I I don't know how I feel about it yet, Um, the unfortunate thing is we're probably going to get a few months to find out how we feel, you know what I mean? Um, But, in saying that, possibly, as I've mentioned before, recording some old bits of material or some stories is definitely a possibility, um, but it, and I know it's going to sound weird, but it's finding it's finding the time to do that because naturally, what I would like to do with most of the stuff that I try and do with the, with the live shows regarding settings is I'd like to film some of them in in some locations. But you know, it's it's hard, it's hard getting to these places, and so you're kind of confined to to the house or something that's kind of local. But I will say that it's it's in, it's in my mind to do. Um, is film some, some stuff, film some stories and maybe try and get one or two other comics involved and try and package something together to be almost like kinda a small episode if you like that we can try and put out um what that would be I don't know yet mate but you know the thoughts are in there so some, something will happen. Um, I hope it's I hope it's not the I hope it's not the, the way of things to come as you say, because my worry my worry is that we get to a point where we're so used to now living online that if it goes to a certain length of time we suddenly mixing in the real world is secondary. Does that make sense? Like suddenly the the normal thing to do is just to stay in the house. That's the normal thing to do. Even after everything's been lifted, everything's back to normal. You will go to your work you will finish your work and you come straight home and then you get online and you you know you zoom your pals or you skype or your house party or you play games online and that because we have done it for so long that suddenly becomes the norm and the idea of going somewhere together or gathering somewhere is you know secondary nature or almost weird in a way you know so that, that's my worry. Um, rather than this becoming the norm, my worry is that we just accept that this is the way to do it. Because um, I've certainly said in the past things, like I've been to the cinema a few times and I've went, i fucking never come back. You know, because you're just sitting behind some arsehole, you know, there's a couple of bams coming in. And you're like, this is the reason why Netflix is so good and it's so big, because you can choose what you want you can sit at home. The fear is that that becomes the way when people go, you know, why are we why are we going out to a pub when we can fucking order a case of lager and sit in the house and watch you know what I mean go and fucking get all our pals on Zoom wake up in the own house you know because this is is the thing I'm thinking about as well people are going to start questioning the value of life and the value of your life once all this is over and I think people are doing it now and a lot of that will come down to your location where you live where you set up home, you know, then things like the environments that you put yourself in. Do you want to go to a shitty pub at the weekend with your pals? Do you want to go to a shit restaurant and have a crap dinner with your pals or with your loved one? You know, at, once this is all over and things get back to normal, whatever normal is, do you want to spend 50 pounds on a taxi into town and back? At the weekend? Do you want to spend £100 on a meal? Do you want to go out with your missus, you know, or your pals on a Friday night or a Saturday night and you've just spunked 200 odd quid? You know, because things are more expensive now because people are trying to claw back some of the money. When you've just had six, seven, eight, nine, ten months, I don't know how long, being in the house, being comfortable in your environment, you know, these are the things I'm starting to think about now. Don't know how it's going to be, man. I hope I hope things get back to normal I hope that we still have that passion for live entertainment, whether it be theatre or whether it be comedy. I do hope that people are a bit more strict with what they're doing and I do hope people are, are a bit more going, oh, do you know what? I really like that band or I really like that comic or I really like that act. I'm going to go and see them live and support them. I hope people do that and I hope that when people go to comedy clubs, you know, if it's shit, because a lot of clubs don't fucking pay the attention to the booking policy that they should, that they go, do you know I'm not coming back, and people need to change, and maybe from this, the fucking cream rises again, I don't know mate, but, right now, to get back to your question, I've got some ideas of things I want to do, whether they would be live, I don't know, but, I may pre-record some stuff, and, and put it out live, like we, tv show or something like, i don't know i've got i've got a few ideas of what i want to do but it's it's really just trying to get it to together because you're, you're trying to learn new skills as well you know um to, to mention the quiz again i i, I started doing them here uh, and i felt really i felt really low at the time because i thought what the fuck am i doing hosting a quiz man is this how fucking shit the career is and now that I've taken control and I'm kind of doing it myself and it it feels more, it feels more like a gig and it's more, I feel more involved in it, you know, but even that, if you've you've ever played along or watched it, there's a fair bit of stuff that goes into the back end, you know, that's what she said, to get it all together. So you've had to learn new skills like that, like learning how to work these operating systems and how to work all the fucking slides and build the videos and stuff. So I think everybody's in a situation as a performer where we're all now suddenly having to get to grips of this new world that we find ourselves in and and try and figure out how we put our product out there, and my thing is I don't want it to be shit, so I'm I'm holding back on that live stuff for now until I figure out just what we're going to do with it, but something will happen mate, something will happen, like I said, albums are coming out, Uh, there's going to be a video coming out as well, and then I'll record some stuff and put that out at some point um but thanks thanks for your question douglas and um let, do you know what? let's let's wrap that one up there man because we're we're running out of, we're running out of time we're running out of time um thanks for thanks for listening as always uh, thanks to everybody who who got in touch with the show for questions thanks to everybody who has listened to previous this is episode 24 um means a lot to everybody who listens to the show, it means a lot to everyone who comments and sends me the private messages um, on certain things that we discuss. Um, We are approaching 10,000 downloads uh, for the show, so if you, again, if you haven't shared this on your timeline, um, please do so. Uh, I want to try and build these numbers as much as I can, Um, and I can only do that with your help and your support. So to those of you who are listening just now, if you can, please like it uh, and please share the podcast. Ask your friends and family to listen. If you want to support the show uh, further or you would like to get extra content, then head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Gibson. You can sign up for as little as $5, which is fuck all and that money will help keep the tour manager in the lifestyle that he has become accustomed to. You will also get extra content, as I said, a weekly episode drops, and you will get access to new and exciting goodies throughout the year, including the two stand-up albums that will be dropping very soon, um, and loads of extra stuff for patrons only, so if you haven't signed up to that, uh, do that today uh, once again head over to patreon.com forward slash gibson right team that says nothing else to plug uh, as always stay safe look after yourselves uh, share the show when it's out hopefully join me for the quiz on Facebook every Wednesday at half past eight and I will at some point see you on a battlefield soon take care of yourselves onwards